Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary, pull up a chair and put down your chips. It's time for Tabletop Roulette. Today's game is... Lovers in Freefall. Lovers in Freefall is a game of belonging outside belonging and love beyond wartime by Brandon O'Brien. In it, our players play soldiers who defected from opposite sides of an interstellar conflict due to finding love across enemy lines. All they have is a barely space-worthy Messermech and each other as they try to escape the war and be free. In their love, they have found promise of living a truly peaceful life. So hold your lover's hand right into the black, take your messer, and don't look back. Hi, I'm Landon. My pronouns are he, him. You can find my other work at Shadows of St. Fleur if that interests you. And today I'll be playing Silent Revenge, who uses they, them pronouns. A disgraced soldier with a special weapon from their homeland. Hi, I'm Cassidy. My pronouns are she and they. You can find basically everything I do over at madlobotanist.neocities.org. That's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T dot N-E-O-Cities.org. Today I am playing AL9525, they, them, uh, and they are just sort of like a... A lab-grown soldier who's still trying to figure out what being a person is. Hi, my name is Tiffany. Uh, my pronouns are she, her. Uh, today I will be playing a soldier who's trying to figure herself out um, after being pulled from war. Uh, she uses she, her pronouns. Uh, and her name is Lady Death. Hi, my name's Alyssa and my pronouns are they, them. My Twitter exists at a disaster queer. Today, I'll be playing Aegis, who uses she-they pronouns, a runaway soldier with a battlecruiser. Alright, so we're going to go through and introduce our characters first. I'll go first, just as that example. I will be playing Silent Revenge. They use they, them pronouns. Their presentation is brutal, burnt, and built. Um, they have a lot of battle scars. And the note I made was they wear their battle scars like a cloak. So they don't hide that fact. Their torture, which is the thing that drove them to the war to begin with, was that they saw their parents and sisters slaughtered. Not many people in their homeland voluntarily draft, but after that they did. Their hope, which is the thing that they're going for um, beyond just love, what they're hoping to accomplish through either the war or post-war when peace has begun, is to have a thriving community. And their skill, that is something other than piloting a messer or firing a pistol that they are very good at is singing. But Landon's not. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, who would like to introduce their character next? I can go. Go for it. Uh, I will be playing. 
playing Ale9525, which who uses they-them pronouns. You do not have to say the number. They are very plain-looking, very, like, mannequin-esque build. Lots, lots of smooth surface, I guess. They were born and raised, like, out of a tube slowly to, to fight the wars of their homeland. Uh... And hoping to get out of all of this a, a sense of identity uh, and not just be another one of the same face in a group. And they are very good at cleaning. All right. Alyssa or Tiff? Uh, I guess I'll go. Um, my character is Lady Death. She uses she, her pronouns. Uh, she presents herself as very kind of put together, uh, keeps her black hair kept in a braid. She has really tired eyes, get a lot of sleep. She, her torture is that she uh, followed the path of her mother. Her mother expected nothing but the absolute best from her. And in order to appease her, followed her footsteps uh, to become a pilot. She just wants some sense of normalcy, peace. Um, it's all she's hoping for. And her special skill is painting. Awesome. And then Alyssa. Okay, so my character is Aegis. They use she, they pronouns. Their presentation is they are slowly outgrowing anonymity, which I think is most importantly that um, her hair was shaved as a, as a soldier and it's slowly starting to grow out, um, but also sort of wearing things that are more reflective of their personality rather than just sort of standard soldiery attire. Uh, her torture is that her original battalion was slaughtered before the war even began. Uh, their hope is that they want to restore what was lost in terms of the sort of prior state of their home world. And her skill is cooking. So the next step then in the character creation is that we have some shared resources. Each pilot brought something on our escape where we ran off from the war to go chase love, so to speak. Um, the first one is that we have a messer, which is our mech. We need to describe it in general if necessary and determine whose it used to be. Um, so who think they brought their mech along with them or picked one up along the way? I would think Lady Death probably... <laughs> Would have kept her mech in pretty decent condition after the after they fled from the war. What like roughly? You don't have to get super detailed, but what do you imagine her messer to be like? Um, I've kind of just pictured like a really dark gunmetal blue uh, color. Just kind of like I would think that uh, you know the mecha suit would be like kind of folded up in the back of it. I don't know if it's like kind of like an accordion style mecha suit, but that's all I can picture right now. Um, <laughs> and I think that it would have enough room that you can kind of walk around comfortably because I'd imagine that she'd have to stay out there quite a bit on her own and didn't want like super tight quarters. All right. And then the next thing is the wing lock. This is the battle cruiser from which we launch our messer and within which. Um, our crew is housed. So since Lady Death already brought something, she cannot bring something else. So which of the remaining three of us thinks we brought the battle cruiser? I'll say now that I was had my eyes set on the wing lock. So, all right. 
Or not the wingwalk. My bad. I meant to say the hummingbird. I was trying to say that it is up to you which one of you wanted the wingwalk. Yeah, I'm happy to either bring the winglock or the other item. Landon, if you have a preference. How about you take the winglock? Because I have an idea for the other item. That makes sense with the revered name. Yeah, so I think that rather than it being something that like she used to pilot or brought from war, it's something that she found or, you know, stole post-leaving. And it's very, like, utilitarian, bulky, sort of falling apart. They've done some repairs on it, but that was never really their expertise. But yeah, I think that given our Disney princess set of skills, it's slowly becoming more and more of a home. All right. So, Ale, tell us about the Hummingbird, which is the starfighter ship that we have stored aboard. I think uh, it is the way that it is designed. You look at it and you think you couldn't fit a human being in there. It's definitely got to be an unmanned aircraft. But then you pop open the hatch on the top and you could barely squeeze a human being in it or a human being adjacent creature. (laughs) Uh, It's very tight quarters, very like all of the uh, instruments are right there in front of you. Imagine it's fairly fast as a result, but maybe not as much uh, firepower. All right. And so that leaves me for the extra item, so to speak. So I will bring a mythic personal weapon. It is a long-range sniper cannon capable of damaging messers. It is completely silenced. It, like, doesn't make any sounds at all, even when you're reloading. It just makes no sound. And its bullets explode on impact into, let's say, purple fire. I bet your world is not happy that you are gone with that. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I I took it with me, so... Speaking of that, um, each of our pilots comes from a different world, and we're each going to go through and describe the elements of our world, which have bled out into the war in order to define the rough setting. So this will be the rule of our former military, the ultimate goal they were fighting toward. A quirk of our people, which is just something from our society that's considered different than most. And then three brief descriptions of what the war has done. One of those is focused around how the war has affected our home worlds. One is focused on how the war has affected the neighboring worlds. And the last is focused on how the war has affected the vacuum of space itself. So we'll go through the same order. So I'll start. My people's rule was that they want to prove our species supremacy above all others and think that can be achieved by winning this war. Our cork is that my people have two sets of vocal cords, and uh, one set can speak on a frequency that's indiscernible to other species. So people tend to think our world's very quiet, but they're wrong. How the war affected my homeland, the smaller villages have been all but obliterated in retaliation attacks. So almost all of the populace lives in metropolitan areas. Moving from that, how it's affected the neighboring worlds is that nearby planets and systems are thriving economically because our resources are so focused on the war that our basic necessities like food have to be imported from neighbors. And then our impact on space is that we're very much a, if you break it, leave it where it broke people. 
So our old and broken messlers are just kind of abandoned wherever they break, whether that's on another planet or out in space. So there's just a lot of old junky models floating around in the abyss. And they often are still sending off distress signals. I'll. So I did come up with a name, actually, for my home space area. Uh, it's the Interspatial Community of Forever, Iskoff. Nice. And Iskoff's like, main goal is to just constantly gain more resources and expand its borders. A- as a test tube, I guess, created soldier, I don't... Ale doesn't have any taste buds, because... Those aren't necessary. The average citizen of Iskoff is completely oblivious to what is happening outside of Iskoff. As far as they know, they're living in this sort of utopia-style society. Or at the very least, uh, if it's broken, it's broken in ways that they're used to. Um, However, as a result, every nearby planet or system is at risk of being the next target for Iskoff's expansion. You know, it's more just like, okay, you better hope you don't have something they want. Um, and because of, like, Iskoff's, like, sort of bubble around its regular citizens, there's intense checkpoints restricting travel through any area nearby it. All right. Lady Death. Um, so with uh, Lady Death's planet, I would say that uh, it has pretty much been all but destroyed. There is a kind of rebellion or group of people that have survived the uh the out the war uh or at least you know what's happened on our planet so far um but they are living underground uh currently so a lot of their resources have kind of been um taken out so like any trade that they had engaged in before it's just not occurring because they're not able to send anything out to help so uh kind of imagine that a lot of the debris from like chunks of like their planet is still kind of floating around like in their orbit so like pieces of homes and cities and stuff like that have kind of just created this almost kind of barrier uh like to the planet in a way so it's kind of always kind of shrouded in darkness they don't get a lot of light anymore um which is fine since they're underground all right and then uh your rule and your cork their uh, their people sought nothing but perfection, and their quirk is that they can see the colors that a shrimp can see. So they see all sorts of different color variations that normal uh, people can't see. So maybe the fact that it's dark sucks more, or maybe it's fine. <laughs> Who can say? It's completely void of color. It's very sad. <laughs> mm, very depressing. All right, and then Aegis. Uh, yeah, so I think that they are a or they're from a sort of recently established new colony planet. So the rule there is self-security. They're small and trying to protect themselves sometimes, you know, aggressively. The quirk is emotionally reactive bioluminescence. So part of them growing their hair out is that you can or people from their society would be able to sort of tell what they're feeling based on that. The war affects their home. Uh, So I think that like most people are conscripted into the army. And so there is a revolution fomenting among the people as sort of the lower classes are being used as fodder for the war that is ongoing and seems sort of ineffectual. 
in terms of war affecting the neighbors. Uh, there are sort of painstakingly established trade and diplomatic relations, uh, because again, it's a relatively new sort of colony, um, and those are shattering as both the war and the domestic revolution uh, makes their future sort of uncertain. And then in terms of space, there are invasive species in the planet now, um, because there's a lot more stuff going on than there used to be, and people are being less careful about that sort of thing. All right, cool. Interesting group we have here. All right, so that is all of our setup. So basically from here is where we actually dive into play. There's base. We know we have a baseline of all of our characters know each other and care about at least one other person in this group deeply, uh, maybe more than one. I'll kick off the first scene, and then from there, we'll go to whoever um, else wants a scene. Uh, before we do that, do we want to talk at all about sort of what people are seeing in terms of sort of baseline relationships or just oh, yeah, do that's, that? That's a good idea. Let's do that. <laughs> no, we just go in and have no idea. <laughs> I feel a connection with you. Weird. We, we'll that. establish it on the fly. <laughs> I'm a reckless flirt. I establish everything on the fly. <laughs> I mean, so for me, given that like silence goal is like a thriving community, I have a feeling that silent isn't everybody. <laughs> I'm curious who they first followed out, though. Maybe. Ale might have been the first one that caught Silent Eye in this war. You know, that could be fine. I was thinking Ale's probably very flustered very easily. Um, uh, and something tells me a character like Silent Revenge might like taking advantage of that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that, that's just kind of going to be my approach here is that Silent tries to be on good terms with everybody, probably too aggressively. Aww. Okay, I was gonna say, Ale uh, is still trying to figure out what regular social interactions are like, so they'll meet anyone on whatever level they come at them with. I think is is what it'll be. Oh, I love them. For Aegis, I was thinking that maybe their planet was somehow aligned with Lady Death's, and they followed her out, maybe more in a like fealty way than a romantic way necessarily for now. But that's where my mind went. I. As far as Lady Death goes, um, I think she's kind of reserved and kind of hesitant to, like, I, I, I don't know. I kind of feel like she's kind of still trying to figure herself out because she's spent so much of her life trying to be like her mother that I don't think that she has really given herself a chance to explore a whole lot of anything. Mm -hmm. So I think she's kind of just, like, was saw an opportunity to go for something different that's like you know considering the fact that her world's uh been completely pretty much destroyed and it's kind of like only a matter of time before they're completely wiped out i think that she's kind of like i gotta do something i gotta change something and it's kind of probably followed uh silent revenge uh since uh silent revenge wants a community like a thriving community and i think that she would have followed them for that cool all right so there's our baseline i'm gonna flirt with everybody what's Woo. it <laughs> <laughs> all right so we find ourselves on 
the main bridge of our wing lock heading towards some currently unidentified planet. We've been in a few fights recently, but I think right now there is a moment of calm and peace as we're traveling through space. Silent is looking at the radar, pondering about the distress signals of some nearby messers, but had called the group here to discuss further plans and where we want to settle. So I'm going to say everybody's in this scene. So did everyone come actually when Silent was like, yo, meeting on the bridge, let's go. Uh, yeah, Ail's there. Yeah, definitely. I think Lady Death is going to be a little bit late because I think she was probably working on a picture and got a little caught up. <laughs> so she comes out and like pain on her hands and it's like, what are we doing? <laughs> Silent smiles when Lady Death enters and pulls up a map of the star system that we're all in. So I've been reviewing our course, and I think our best choice of action is to go to this planet right here. And they zoom into a nondescript planet. It looks like it's just barely outside of most of the spears of war going on right now. and seems to be relatively untouched. I think we might be able to find somewhere to settle down there. What, what about supplies? Uh, are there, is there any nearby trading or anything? Well, one of the trade routes does pass right by. Um, and I imagine with this ship, we can make runs as needed. I don't think the planet is entirely uninhabited. Um, there are signs of some society there. I'm not sure whose, though. I see. I mean, it's as good a plan as any, I suppose. Do we have any idea of so what society's there? What if they don't accept us? Uh, Silent gives Lady Death a little bit of the side eye at that. <clears throat> <laughs> well, do you have any alternatives? No. <laughs> I was just concerned about whether or not we we're going to have to, you know, infiltrate their groups and figure out their how their society operates. It's all I was concerned about. Is integration really necessary? It's easier, I'm sure, than just being off on our own. But if they don't like us, at least we can stop for supplies and keep carrying on. At the very least, we can at least check it out. Right. I think this is a good place to stop. I have concerns about trying to push too much further right now, but well, if it doesn't end up being home, there's always other options, I suppose, but the war grows further every day. We've barely managed to outpace it. Uh, Aegis is going to sort of rub their hand along the wall of the ship and say, I mean, even if that planet isn't home, I think that we're doing okay. Obviously. It isn't perfect, and but I like it here. I agree. Even if these uh, locals don't accept us as a group, it's not like that's ever been an issue for us before. I think uh, Lady Beth would kind of smile at that and just be like, I guess you're right. Um, Silent kind of looks at Aegis and nods a little. I wasn't trying to imply that this isn't doing all right, but I am a little tired of being in space so often currently. 
At least it sounds like we have a plan that's more than we've had in a while. <laughs> a silent stands up and um, nods very commandingly because evidently silence just decided they're in charge. I'll get the coordinates put in and see about finding a good spot to land. If anyone wants to join me, they can feel free, but otherwise, I guess continue your duties as normal. Understood. Well, there is our setting scene, unless anybody has anything else they want to do. I think that gets us to some place where we can get into combat. Um, I mean, be completely and totally accepted and make a home. It'll be lovely. (laughs) What? Yeah, they're going to love us. Look at at our winning smiles. (laughs) (laughs) you know i already feel like there's some tension in this group lovely (laughs) (laughs) lady that's just a bundle of awkwardness i know it's like three people who don't know anything about themselves in silent (laughs) and silence just like don't know if they actually don't know anything or if they're spies (gasps) i would never all right so who wants to set the next scene you get to make decisions about this world that we're landing on i'm presuming unless you want another ship scene in which case you can make another ship scene i I think i want another ship scene i think ale is going to stick behind for a little bit after that meeting and is going to at least talk to silent about some of the area that they're planning on landing on and what they plan on doing. Um, if other people want to be there, they can. Um, I think that Aegis probably popped out, but, you know, she might pop back in later. I would assume that Lady Death probably went back to her painting, <laughs> to be honest. Silent Revenge, may I, if I may have a moment of your time. Oh, um, uh, of course, Ale. Uh, what can I do for you? Uh, I was just curious about uh, our designated landing area. Um, where exactly on this planet are we thinking? Do we need to scout out? What is... Planets are usually quite large. Yes, I've, um, found a signal of an abandoned... Well, mostly abandoned, it appears. Abandoned enough, um, ship port here. And Silent, like, twists the world and, like, zooms in a little bit. Um, the location is near... Uh, what appears to be some fresh water sources, or at least hopefully fresh water sources, water sources nonetheless. So that should be helpful. And there's more prominent activity within, you know, uh, a hummingbird's flight. I mean, not that too many of us could fit in that. Ah, uh, yeah. Would it would it be wise to perhaps uh, send out the hummingbird to scout, perhaps? Just in case, you said it's uh, abandoned enough. That doesn't necessarily sound um, certain. Well, it is your ship. I can't stop you. But I always get nervous when one of us goes off on our own. It's it's not like another could fit in that ship, after all. I think, like, Silent, like, turns, like, spins their chair around and kind of leans back, arms crossed. Look, if you want to do that, I'm... I'm not going to stop you. I mean, it's a sound idea, but there's only oh so many people I can watch die. I I can't lose you like I lost my family, Ale. If you do that, you have to promise me you're going to be careful. Of course. And I'd rather you lose me than everyone else here. Ooh. I feel like we both just got a token there. I was going to say, was that like... 
both of you lashing out? Well, or also because I was like giving into the emotional toll of my torture. And then mm. that hurt. That hurt real bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Silence face goes like just stone cold and very tersely says, well, if you think that little of yourself. Well, it's it's not that. It's just, you know, num- numbers wise. It. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Look, maybe, maybe talk to Lady Death and see if she can't give you some backup. Um, if she doesn't, I'll take the messer myself. But, you know, I try to be polite. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry. Bye. Oh, um, can I do another ship scene? Sorry, we're never actually going to land on this planet, Landon. No, that's fine. This is great. Go for it. So I think that Aegis runs into Ale um, after this very sad confrontation. Uh, and how does Ale look? Like, do they show their feelings at all? Um, I don't think they do. I don't think they show... Their face is probably often very, like, expressionless. Mm. Um, it would take a lot. Like, maybe it'll change expressions in the moment, but if nothing else is happening, they they have a resting face of nothing. So Aegis is going to ask, now, is everything okay? I noticed that you stayed behind. Ah, uh, yes. I was just, um, talking with Silent about, uh, our landing... Oh, all good? Everything's set up then? I have to admit, I don't know much about landing on new planets. They say they found a landing port, but I just want to make sure it... I'm planning on scouting it out first. Um, I was actually just on my way to go speak with Lady Death. I, oh, um, alone? We're just doubling down on this guilt here. Uh, <laughs> because... Aegis also, like, lost their original team, uh, so they are not super into the idea of one of their new people going off on their own. I don't know if that's necessary. There are so few of us. Yes, but if it's not safe, that's even more dangerous just to have us all there, isn't it? Am I wrong? I mean, but at least then we're together and we know what we can do and how to help. Just the hummingbird going out. I mean, you're fast, but we don't know. I I will speak with Lady Death and see. You were not the only one who has expressed concern about a solo flight. Uh, Aegis is gonna sort of nod and look concerned still. And I think that she is going to head into the kitchen and try or, you know, whatever we have that qualifies as a kitchen and try to cook something to, like, make ale feel more welcomed. Focusing on textures since they don't have any taste buds. Oh, They're just channeling all their feelings here. Yeah. All right. So Lady Death, where does ale find you? I would imagine that Lady Death is probably uh, in her room uh, and kind of has, like, a canvas propped up against the wall. It- it's really not technically a canvas as much as it's just a couple of scraps of sheet metal and she's just using some paints that she's kind of tucked away and she's kind of working on like a base coat of like a dark blues and looks like she might be trying to paint something that she had seen out in space uh during their travels uh but she's definitely like sitting cross-legged in front of it and has like kind of paints all over her hands (laughs) just trying to mix the colors how she wants them uh ale knocks at the door if there's not a door they knock at the doorway (laughs) I think that the door would kind of be like barely propped open. And so she would just say, 
uh, come in. Ah, my apologies. Uh, may I may I speak with you for a moment? Uh, sure. Um, and just kind of looks down at her hands, and it's just like, uh, <laughs> okay, hold on. Just kind of awkwardly stands up and just kind of looks over at them, and just like, uh, what do you what do you need? Uh, yes. Uh, I was uh, speaking with Silent uh, about our landing location. Um, and I feel like I, at the very least, need to um, ensure that it would be safe to land. Um, and at this point, both of our other crewmates have expressed concern about me going alone. So so you want me to come with you? Try to make sure that everything's all uh, If it wouldn't be a bother. Yes. I can do that. Thank you. I definitely don't think that it's something that either of us should be going off on our own to to do just by ourselves. Hmm. So at least I can provide you the backup you need. It would be very appreciated. Thank you. When are you leaving? Um, I'm, we have time until our arrival, so whenever you feel it would be apt to do so. Um, just as a question, how close are they to the planet right now? Uh, my plan for the next scene is to get them on the planet. Okay, cool. Uh, I think that, uh, Lady Deathloop can just kind of say, uh, let me go and clean up, and then we can just go if that's fine. Of course, uh, take, I do not mean to be a bother. Take your time. You're fine. You're fine, Dale. And just kind of smiles and shakes her head and slips away to whatever they call a bathroom and goes to wash her hands <laughs> and get cleaned up a little bit. Some indeterminate amount of time later, you all hear Silent come on over the intercoms. We're approaching the planet um, that I pointed out. Lady Death, Ale, if you would like to... To your sweep, we're close enough for launch. Understood. Thank you. Describe the launch. <laughs> I'd assume that probably uh, Lady Death would just kind of climb into her mech suit, uh, her messer. I kind of, I pictured, I'm picturing Gundam Wing, <laughs> to be totally honest. Uh, but uh, I think she'd just kind of climb inside and... Um, kind of lingering near the ship or like getting a little bit of a head start uh, since the hummingbird's a lot faster and uh, probably mm -hmm. kind of like adjust the communications device that they have and just say now you're going to slow down so I can keep up with you? This thing doesn't go as fast as it used to. Uh, understood. I will uh, adjust my flight pattern accordingly. Is Lady Death's mech like? Does is the appearance the same as it was uh, during the war when they were fighting when she was fighting the war, or has she done anything to like disguise it or make it more? Um, so I think that kind of originally that uh, it had the like colors of her people, like which is kind of brighter shades of blue. Um, mm. And I think that she's tried her absolute best to mask that with like what paint she has managed to find and stuff uh, to try and hide it a little bit. But it's definitely has some uh, some pretty nasty scrapes and stuff where it's kind of cut down into the metal um, just from battles that she had been in. Cool. Uh, for for the the hummingbird uh, stuff, thinking uh, ale, just sort of like I imagine they are always wearing sort of like a bodysuit underneath whatever clothing they're wearing. So I imagine they wear like light baggy clothing over it. 
So they just take that off, uh, slip on some gloves and very tight boots, and squeeze their way into the hatch. <laughs> Appearance white, I don't know. I mean, I, my original, I think the original design of it is probably just like very stark white. It's either gotten dingy over time, or if I don't know, like Lady Death painted it or something. Uh, you both hear kind of like a crackle in your cockpits, and then I have established Link. Um, Aegis and myself can hear you and respond if needed. Happy trails. I uh, appreciate and that. See you soon. <laughs> We'll see you in a bit. As you enter the orbit of the planet um, and you get below the atmosphere, the sky turns a dusky orange as three different suns kind of hang low in the sky. The ground itself is lush with plant life that is yellow and blue. And you can see that there is the supposedly abandoned spaceport not too far off hmm, a tri-solar day cycle interesting can't say i've seen this kind of plant life before do you want me to get closer to the station uh I, perhaps i should make the first pass just in case um there is something awaiting i could probably escape quickly i imagine that uh lady death would just say all right i'll keep to the trees uh, and with that, uh, Ale is just going to max speed buzz the tower. Ale, you... Sorry, I'm just going to kind of GM us a little bit, because that's also partially my role here. Ale, as you buzz speed this tower, because this is a normal move, you're taking an action that leaves you vulnerable. Lady Death, you see this, and Ale, you probably get a ping off of your sensors. Because you're moving too fast to actually get hit. But a spray of laser fire shoots up from one of the spots in the spaceport. Trying to shoot the hummingbird down. Uh, it would it would seem my um, suspicions were not entirely unfounded. I think that uh, Lady Death would just be like, pull back. I'm, we're not, I'm not going to lose you out here. Uh, I think... I'll, I'll make a second pass on my way back. I want to see if I can ascertain the uh, the the amount of forces we are facing. Be careful. Are y'all on open comms? If y'all think it would, I think it would be dramatic if we were. But I think so also. too. <laughs> yeah, I like the drama of you being on open comms. I'm just kind of lady yeah. that's forgetting <laughs> that they're on open comms. <laughs> just back in the wing lock is not pleased with this um, and is starting to attempt to fiddle with the ship. I think that they have some sort of communication device here and they're going to try to contact the planet, but it is it has not yet hit the repairs, so... That will take some time for, you know, more chaos to happen in the meanwhile. With the comms being open, we all hear over the comms. Unidentified craft, um, please give de- your designation and intent. You know, yeah, I think I'll just be like, uh, this is pilot Ale9525. I uh, am here on behalf of a larger ship trying to uh, ascertain the safety of landing. We received reports that this was a uh, an abandoned location. There is a uh, Al. Can you remind me what your homeworld's called? Was uh, it Iskoff? Iskoff, yes. There's a bit of a pause, and then mm. Al nine two nine five two five. 
Why are you so far from Izkov? Who has um, deployed you here? This is AL-9525. The Sunbeam is no longer affiliated with the Izkov military force. My apologies for any confusion. There is a, like, bit of a pause, you know, the implication that there is communication happening on the other end of these open comms in the silence. AL-9525, this is... General Lysander of the Iskoff Armed Forces, we're going to have to ask for your immediate surrender and landing. <laughs> Yikes. Ale's going to floor it out of there. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so when I just see your hummingbird just take off and leave me behind. Uh-huh, it, it, once the communication started, they had gone into like a sort of a lazy circle around it at a, at a cruising speed. Um, and the moment they say the word Iskoff, they just throw the thrusters like on maximum and just do an upward shot into orbit all right so there's an option here that you can spend a token to get out of harm's way oh i'm not spending a token all right (laughs) (laughs) would you say that you're making a decision in battle that leads to catastrophe oh it depends on if it leads to catastrophe or not Lady Death, are you going to do anything? As y- you've heard this all over comms, you're the one who's close enough to actually engage. Uh, I think that seeing Ale kind of bail, <laughs> um, I think that Lady Death would start to follow behind, uh, just because I think that the the Messer would have a little bit more reinforcements, could take a hit or two, uh, in hopes of trying to keep them from being shot down. But like turning to like kind of shoot back at at the police tower or wherever the shots are coming from. All right. Do you want to? So there's kind of two options here. Uh, there's the normal move option where you're just leaping into a conflict to someone's defense, or do you want to make this a decision that leads to catastrophe and get a token? Hmm. Uh, sweet, sweet token sounds real nice. <laughs> <laughs> A little, a little catastrophe for uh, some character building. Hell yeah, mech fight. <laughs> yeah, so Alyssa, they are deploying a mech pilot. Do you want to be the mech pilot? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's see. What's a good mech pilot name from your ter- Oh, I guess it's just sort of letters generally. Um, so I think that you get a message now, Lady Death. This is pilot. Does Ale stand for something or is it? Uh, so my thought was that all of the um, flight, the uh, the pilot style soldiers would be called Ales because that stands for wing or it's another word for wing. Hold on, I think I can come up with another name for like a messer pilot real quick. Ooh, yeah. My original idea is that they would be called Griffs. G-R-I-F-F-E, which is claw in French. Ooh, okay, cool. Okay, so yeah, uh, Lady Death, you hear announced to you, this is Griff, 1642. Stand down as another messer rises from outside of the station. I think that uh, she would just kind of smile and just be like, all right, it's just like, I'm not standing down, not going to let you hurt my friend, and get ready for battle. (laughs) Uh, I think you all hear over the op- open comms from backup on the wing lock. Aegis, can you please help me get the landing procedures going? We are not leaving them down there by themselves. Yep. And Aegis gives up on long range comms and is now like trying to figure out how to actually land this ship. 
while Silent Revenge fortunately has a sniper messer killing gun. Oh yes, I, I'm I'm holding on to that that token. <laughs> Do something dramatic later, I'm sure. Yes. From the um, airport, more laser fire begins shooting out towards both Ale and Lady Death as some other Ale pilots are also disengaged to chase after our Ale. Meanwhile, Griff uh, is saying to Lady Death, Ale is a defector from Iskoff. They must be dealt with. You do not need to be part of this conflict. I think then she would just kind of go, well, I have news for you. I'm a defector too. <laughs> yes. And uh, start opening fire. I mean, I don't know how much we want to go into like mech battles happening, but. There is a mech battle happening. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I, I don't describe battle well, so <laughs> whoever wants to describe some dramatic mech fighting, go for it. I'm all about the uh, longing and yearning over comms. <laughs> I think that uh, in order to try and kind of create a barrier between Ale and the mech, I think that Lady Death is just kind of turned around completely, like just given up trying to get out. And it's just like full on like, let's go, let's fight kind of. Uh, so like kind of flying towards Griff's mecha. And I would think that she's trying to aim for... Uh, like where she would know like most of the mech suits have like their fuel uh, kind of tucked away in uh, hoping to try and take it out that way. Yeah. I mean, I think that this pilot would rather not deal with you. Um, but since you're making yourself a target and they have other ales going after our ale, they are engaging for now. Um, but while y'all are fighting, Idris is definitely overcomes like, not yelling at you but like come on lady death ale's on the way back there's way more of them than there are of us here i think that she would just kind of say uh sorry you just uh i can't let them get close Hmm. in that case i think in that case ale is going to um it's like very incur a lot of g-forces doing this but um do like a very wide banking turn uh while maintaining top speed (laughs) Oh no. Uh, uh, and is going to just like come flying at this griff from the flank that it, because while it's still paying attention to Lady Death. That sounds like you are helping a lover overcome a tough battle. Mm hmm. All right. So, do you want to spin that token and tell us what that looks like as you take control here? Uh, so, I think what's happening here is that, like, yeah, there is a mech battle happening. They are you know, depending on the type of mech. I imagine they're both still somewhat long range, so they're probably strafing each other, that kind of thing. Um, And then as they are, you know, focused on their main target here, uh, just laser blasts come flying from, like, their direct right or something like that, just to completely blindside them. Um, As Ale in the sunbeam just goes flying right over its head at the last second. Nice. Back up in the ship, um, I imagine Silent and Aegis are both, like, in the bridge right now, um, working on getting, uh, I feel like we're getting the wing lock in pretty close, um, and a silent grabs their, um, sniper cannon, uh, which they keep on the bridge, because that's the best place to keep it, 
you just, we need to provide them some cover or they're not going to make it back. Can you uh, swoop us down in close and I'll um, take out as many of those guns as I can? Uh, yes, copy captain, they say, and then realize what they've said and sort of blush and look away. And they go to do that, feeling real bad about not having a giant gun. But what I'm thinking, if you want to spend the token with me, we can um, solve a problem of technology or strategy together, basically. Yeah. Uh, between you piloting the wing lock and me hanging outside of the <laughs> wing lock, um, and, you know, like just out of the messer bay, just, you know, very cool guys don't look at explosions, <laughs> uh, providing covering fire so that uh, Lady Death and Ale can reboard the wing lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's go um so i think as the griff takes that hard hit from ale and between lady death's shots at the fuel tank and ale's attack the griff like falls down to a knee um you both start seeing like these streaks of silent purple flame overhead going straight towards these manned guns in the airport as um, Aegis is keeping Winglock hovered at a good position for you both to reboard. I think that uh, with the extra support, she would kind of take a couple more shots as she's still flying backwards, like towards the Winglock. Um, and once uh, they're close enough, just kind of tuck in and like kind of reattach to the, to the Winglock. Uh, Ale is not going to. Ale is... <gasps> <laughs> there there's all these other ale units out here oh no <laughs> so what they're going to try to do is attempt to like just get some of their attention and just start kiting them i do think this is probably going to end in catastrophe <laughs> <laughs> man we just really like those tokens <laughs> gonna roll back out um just like if i see them like if i realize that they're not coming uh back to the ship I think that, like, right before uh, she was, like, about to kind of hop out of it, I think she just goes, oh, are you kidding? What are you doing, Ale? And then just kind of roll back out <laughs> um, after them. Yeah, as a Lady Death uh, rolls back out, uh, Silent Revenge is just like, you fucking kidding, and, like, runs and jumps onto the back of Lady Death's mech. <laughs> like surfing on my on my mech yes <laughs> i love it <laughs> like has like a carabiner clip that they just like it's like a rope that's on their waist they click it on to <laughs> the mech um i feel like this is ultimately going to lead to catastrophe <laughs> as i start firing at ale ships completely unarmored um is you just <laughs> to let lady death know that Silent Revenge just hopped on the back of my mech because I don't know if Lady Death would have been able to see it. I mean, if she's flying forward and he hops uh-huh. on the back, I, I think that imagine she would know. But do you hear Silent like whooping through the comms or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah silent is definitely ironically for how silent silence weapon is when they start like taking things down they totally do the um lord of the rings counting targets as they take them down thing okay i think hearing that lady death would go uh i swear if you were on my mech 
<laughs> and just kind of like, oh my gosh, okay. Uh, just trying to find a, think of a way to kind of keep uh, Silent Revenge safe while also trying to help Ale. So instead of kind of like doing normal like flight patterns that she would do in battle, I think she's trying really hard to make sure it keeps steady so uh, Silent Revenge can get those shots off. And I think that uh, probably um, going to start firing at the uh, the other ales. And I think I might spend a token to help a lover overcome a tough battle. That's all right. I think that's good. Yeah. All right. Because I think between the two of them, they can get some fairly decent shots in on these little ales. For sure. I'll, I'll throw a token that too. Ale, you, you got some real good suppressing fire from someone flying a messer and someone just making real bad decisions. <laughs> Poor life choices. Meanwhile, Aegis is stuck back on the ship, just like reliving all sorts of trauma. And I think that they are going to switch over to a uh, private channel with Ale and say, you're going to get everyone killed. Get back here now. We can't win this. Lady Death has come back for you. Silent is hooked on to the outside of their messer. What are we doing here? What what are the I that messer is completely incapable of outmaneuvering an ale ship. Yes, and there are many ale ships, so you need to get back here. I was attempting to draw their fire. Jeez. What are it's incredibly tactically unsound. Yes, but hey, people care for you. We don't want you to tactically die. Understood. I'll see if I can lose these tails. And at this point, Ale is just going to start go from like their like obvious trying to get attention flying to like more rapid maneuvering and like trying to use the uh, the tower and stuff of the the landing port as a an attempt to escape. Over the open comm, completely unaware of that whole conversation that just happened, Silent is like, <clears throat> Ale, I need you to lead them back this way. That is an order. Okay, wait. I want to do a weak clovers move. And because that was over open comm, Aegis is going to say, belay that order. Just get back here safely now, all of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're fighting over this at this point. Oh, over superiority, yeah. Aegis, you know them. They won't stop until we take all of these out. And I can only get oh so many shots when they keep kiting them around that tower. Fine, you want... You want me to line them up for you? I'll line them up for you. And at this point, uh, Ale just starts flooring it directly towards the messer. Oh, God. <laughs> this is a terrible plan. <laughs> I agree. My messer's not going to look the same after this one. <laughs> um, I think that kind of seeing all the uh, remaining Ales kind of heading right for uh, the messer, I think that... I'm just going to keep firing, and I think that she might actually start kind of moving a little closer, but, like, trying to strafe. Like, but without, like, strafing so much that Silent Revenge might fall off, because that would be a shame. Or you can make Silent Revenge. Or could make you fall off and take you back to the ship. <laughs> ah, I don't know. I think that, I think she would just kind of be trying to strafe to avoid the fire of the ships, and maybe kind of gets caught up in the moment, like kind of back to old war days. Ooh, are you losing your resolve to leave this work? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that there's maybe some uh, some potential in that, you know? 
kind of bringing me back there a little bit. Bringing back some fun traumas. Mm, there we go. The trauma. Mm, trauma. <laughs> mm, spicy. All right. So I would like to hop back onto the open comms. Ale, I think if you and I do this together with Lady Death suppressing fire as well, we, we can take the rest of them out and get out of here. I, I should have listened to you earlier. I'm sorry. If I had come down here alone, this would have gone a lot worse. Lady Death, there's um, a, a tree line over to our right. If you strafe us that way, um, Ale can slip past us. And then between the two of us, I think we can get a good wall of fire down to get the rest of these pilots damaged enough that we're not worth... I mean, we're just a handful of defectors. We're not worth this. <laughs> we uh, might become worth it with this, num- this amount yeah, of uh, destruction. <laughs> we a lot of trouble. <laughs> I think that Lady Death would follow the order, follow the command. Opie, stop. So I think I'm spending a token to help a lover overcome a tough battle, dangerous flight, or mechanical problem. I want to match you, and we can do the outmaneuver, outwitter, outgun an enemy pilot together. Yes. And I think that I'll probably need to use mine as well to help with the situation with my cover fire, huh? Or you can use yours to get us out of harm's way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I can mine to get us out of harm's way. Uh, so what does, I mean, we've established that like silence um, attacks look like purple flame. What do Lady Death's attacks look like as we um, take down this fleet of ale ships that ale is leading our way i w- i think that there's kind of an ongoing theme with lady dust and uh, her planet they really like the color blue <laughs> i think that the uh the fire uh like the little laser attacks or whatever coming out of her ship is like kind of this like electric blue and i think that she's kind of just peppering them with like an automatic kind of spray uh so getting quite a few shots out there to go after the uh the ale ships over the comms we hear lysander fall back we we're gonna be too low on our source our resources here if you all keep just flying into that fall back as i'm assuming the three of us make it back onto the wing lock yep Mm -hmm. and the wing lock has been prepared to get right out of there i think that before they go i think that uh lady death is gonna give a nice fun cutting comment back to Lysander and say thanks for the target practice uh I I think for because a lot of people are going to be mad at Ale here in a second oh, um no. I think Ale's probably the last <laughs> one on the ship by result of it would be faster for Ale to regroup with you in space that's fair <laughs> so I think I want the next scene if uh people are okay with that to be on the ship hangar as Silent Ale and Lady Death are disembarking. You just as welcome to join us here, too. Uh, I have a feeling they're going to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they are definitely waiting in the hangar when uh, everyone comes back. Opie, stop. Yeah, so Silent unhooks themselves from what's Lady Death's messer called? The Death Singer? The Death Singer, of course. Uh, yeah, so Silent uh, unhooks themselves from the Death Singer, and you all can see their mouth like moving rapidly. Like they're talking a lot, but you don't hear anything coming out because they're on their adrenaline high and they shifted to their other set of vocal cords. <laughs> oh, God. oh, this is uh, unrelated to everything. But after you mentioned that the sniper rifle was like completely silent, my brain was just like, or is it just on the same frequency as your other vocal cords? 
It's on the same frequency, but that's a secret. (laughs) (laughs) That's a secret that none of us will know. I think Lady Death is probably like stepping out of the Mecca and is just kind of like rubbing her eyes just because I think that kind of being back in it a little bit kind of uh, took a took a toll on her a little bit and uh as far as you know bringing her back to that feeling of war and battle and there was some joy out of taking those guys out in a weird way yeah I mean I think that Aegis like sort of looks over silent and pats them down sort of looking for any injury and then finding none goes and sort of nonsensically does the same to Lady Death she was in a messer but still like they're incredibly shook by all of this I think that while Aegis is patting Lady Death down, Lady Death just kind of grabs their hands and is just like, I'm okay. I'm fine. We're all right. Everyone's okay. It's all right. Take a breath. <laughs> As trying to comfort them. What do you mean it's okay? Like, you all, almost, the point of sending one person out was for safety, and it ended up with all of you almost dying while I was stuck back here. That's not okay. I think that Lady Death would just say, look, I've been in a lot of battles. I wasn't going to let anything happen to Ale, and I did what I could to keep Silent safe. You know, they're hard to wrangle in sometimes, but (laughs) I tried, and we're okay. We're all right. No no one's hurt. We're okay. Silent, like, finally drops back into their other vocal cords at that. Look, I have these scars for a reason, okay? I can can handle myself. (laughs) It walks over to where everybody else is now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When Ale comes over, I think Silent, still riding this adrenaline high, like, sweeps them up into, like, a big hug. Uh, They lean into it, but you can tell that they're, like, shivering slightly. What's What's the status report? Well, we're all alive. Mm. That's something. Um, he just sighs and says, okay, we're all alive. We're all back. We need to find another planet, I guess. I think Lady Death will just kind of laugh and say, yeah, I don't think we're going to get accepted there. <laughs> <laughs> and then just rubs her eyes and starts walking away, heading towards like their kitchen or their equivalent of a kitchen and just kind of like shaking her arms out a little bit, like trying to reel herself back in. I, I'm fine with that. If if we don't find anywhere, it's we still, you know, here is not bad. I mean, as long as we can stay here, um, yeah, together and stop running off. Silent, like slings their sniper back over over their back because they're gonna return it to its proper place in the bridge where it belongs after cleaning it. Um, well, maybe we can stay here, maybe we can't, but as far as I can tell, we can't really leave the war at the end of the day. It seems to go wherever we go. It seems silly to keep fighting, wanting to leave it. I mean, this this is what I'm good at. Are you saying that you want to go back? I think we could do it. I mean, the planet itself was beautiful. You know, maybe not use that airport. I'm sure somewhere else and we could, we could hold up. We could, we could have our own little war. I think that you can see that Aegis's hair is sort of shifting colors. Um, and she's like, I don't want to have a war. I just want to be safe and out of this. Si- Silent, do you know uh, who was piloting those ships? Um, you mean like the the youths that aren't you? Yeah, a bunch of people who look like me. I I've seen myself die enough. <laughs> 
Yeah, but those those aren't you. Those are just clones. You're something oh, more. Am I? Well, I think you are. And I'm done having this conversation. And Silent's gonna walk out. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Landon, I hate this! Um, I think that Aegis was sort of watching this and walks over to Ale and says, um, well, you left. Do you think that there's some way to get them to leave too? Maybe. Eventually. I mean, I'm not even entirely sure why I left, but once I I started moving, I couldn't stop, you know? Maybe they just need a taste of it. Ale's gonna, like, chuckle for a second after they realize they just said the word taste. It takes you just a second, but then they'll sort of laugh, too. Um, And she'll say, well, I mean, I think that at the end of the day, maybe... This should be your call if we want to try to save them and try and set something up here. Like Silent said, it is a beautiful planet. Maybe. Uh, Aegis, I, I'm sorry uh, about before. I, you were right. I mean, I ran off. I mean, I get why you did it, though. Um, and I'm sorry, too, for how I acted during the fight. We'll just have to do better next time, right? And, um... Hale's gonna, like, hold out their hand. I don't know what kind of gesture they're going for, but they are just holding out their hand. Uh, Aegis is absolutely going to pull them into a, like, handshake bro hug that turns into just, like, a really long, lingering, like, I'm really glad you're alive hug. I'm fine with the scene ending here. Yeah, same. I would like to have Silent Revenge catch up with Lady Death. Okay. So, Silent looks, um... I mean, Silent went to clean their gun and put it away first um, because they're on their war high right now. Um, Where do I find Lady Death? I think that Lady Death is probably um, in their room and has that little painting that she had been working on. I think she's now faced it towards the wall um, just because like those kind of creative feelings uh, feel kind of strange when she's kind of in that war mind. Um, And I think that she is probably sitting on her bed and like kind of polishing her pistol and is just trying to do something that's familiar and uh, just to keep her hands occupied. Uh, silent um, raps on the door frame before coming in. Uh, not really a can I come in knock, more of a I'm coming in knock. Of course. Yeah, fair. Well, of course, my people are supremes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, it would take her a second or so before she kind of lifts her head up and is just like, hey... Hey, um, thanks for the lift earlier. And Silent, like, grabs whatever chair or stool Lady Death normally uses when um, she's painting and, like, sits it in front of her and sits down on the stool. You and I aren't that different, really, are we? No, I kind of noticed that we're kind of cut from the same cloth. Maybe we are born in different planets, but we're very alike. And that's why I'm here checking on you. Uh, and Silence going to reach out for Lady Death's hands. Um, I think that she would just kind of look down at the pistol in her hands. It's just like, uh... It's clean enough. Set it down. <laughs> and just kind of slowly like sets it down beside her and just like lets him, or lets him take the, her hands and just kind of looks like not making eye contact, just, just like trying to look away. 
I respond to war by embracing it. That's how I learned to survive. That's how I made my name for myself. How are you feeling right now? I think that she would just kind of sigh and say conflicted. <laughs> I War is such a natural thing for me. It's what I've known. It's what I've known my whole life. It's what you know, I was brought here to do. And just like that was kind of a taste of it. It reminded me back being in the mech suit and fighting for my people. And it just kind of like lets out a shaky breath. It's just like, it's hard to know if what I'm doing right here is right. Because part of me feels like I need to still be fighting. I just, I'm <laughs> not sure what I'm doing right now. All right, I'm going to spend a token. I'm either going for regain hope or resolve or comfort a lover through trauma. Uh, I think they both kind of apply here. Probably more like regain hope. Yeah. Uh, Silent uh, squeezes ladies' death hands before moving one of their hands to like tip her face up and like back towards them. I think that like despite the fact that her face has kind of been tilted up, I think she's trying to avoid eye contact still. Just just because she's not used to showing a whole lot of emotions. That's why she kind of vacates the premises <laughs> as often as she does. So I think kind of she's, you know, accepting the gestures, but she's still trying to look away a little bit. It's okay that that's how we are, that war is in our make and in our blood at the end of the day, they, they need us, you know? And even if we're me writing a high or you struggling with that conflict, at the end of the day, we're still running from a war and well, we can protect them. We did a really good job together. I think she kind of nods and it's just like, yeah, I don't know what, would have happened if we weren't able to step in when we did it's just like i'm not right. going to lose anyone else no we're not so shut up we're both going to be okay i know that i am a little a lot bullheaded but between you and me we're going to keep them safe and we're not going to lose each other either we have each other's back I think that she would nod and then just kind of probably try to pull them closer and just kind of hug onto them. Just kind of needing that comfort, even though that's not something that uh, they like she normally goes for, like normally avoids kind of that stuff. And I think she kind of realizes she needs that a little bit. Yeah. So I think Kind of where to end that scene is like Silent moves over to the bed, just holding on to Lady Death and um, like singing her um, like a lullaby. Uh, my idea that I had for a scene could maybe be a closed scene. Uh, Sweet. I was thinking of maybe something in like a kitchen dining area. My, my pitch is that like Ale and E just are trying to make food uh, and then the others can just show up as they need to or want to. I love this. I know, so do I. I kind of like the idea of like Lady Death and uh, Silent kind of coming into the room, kind of like holding hands. And like Lady Death is trying to not be super obvious about it, but also like, <laughs> so it's like kind of averting her eyes. Oh, sweetheart. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, this this sounds like the scene then. Yeah, I think that Aegis has set up a bunch of like all the different types of rations they have and is sort of passing things over to Ale and being like, okay, well, what about this one? Do you like this better or this better? And trying to sort of get them to establish preferences and express them. I mean, I can't say that I can like tell a major difference. Um, this seems like it would be easier to cut. <laughs> he just looks kind of sad. It's <laughs> like, but I mean, this one's so like, even if you can't taste it, it's like nice and crisp and bright. Whereas this one is, you know, more sort of chewy. No, nothing. I mean, I understand the textural difference. I just, I'm not sure I understand having a preference, I guess. Well, you know, it's something that we can work on. Uh, is this about when we think um, Silent and Lady Death entered the scene? Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, fine, I'll, I'll pick this one. If, if I must make a choice. <laughs> uh, I think that Lady Death uh, would kind of walk in and it's like just kind of hiding the fact that uh, she's holding hands with Silent. It's just like, what are you guys doing? Uh, we're picking ingredients and making dinner, I guess. I think she would kind of look over at Silent. She's like, I don't know about you guys, but I'm starved. Me too. And a crew meal sounds perfect right now. Uh, it'll turn to you just, I, I will, I will defer to your guidance uh, as they like hold, <laughs> they don't like hold up the knife menacingly, but they are holding a knife. <laughs> <laughs> I won't put a, a knife. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's my favorite game. Uh, yeah, and I think that he just sort of guides them through it. So I think maybe it's a, a little bit later after all the food has been prepped, and I imagine we have some sort of table that we can all sit around. Oh, definitely. I kind of like the idea that it's like a piece of scrap metal <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> Like Lady Death has tried to fashion into a table and is like trying to paint it brown so it looks like a table. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's either that or it's like one of those RV style tables where it like comes out of another piece of furniture. Yes, it's both combined. I was say, yeah, it's an RV table that we had to extend for the size of the group with just yeah. some scrap metal. I've tried to blend the colors perfectly so they match up. <laughs> Lady Death is going to have a future as an interior designer. It's like once we recruit all those other ale ships, <laughs> there's so much canvas for you. <laughs> I'm very excited. Aegis, <laughs> I think you uh, outdid yourself today. This, uh, I didn't know you could even do this with rations. <laughs> uh, well, you know, seemed like a day for pulling out all the stops. You all certainly did. Well, we wouldn't have gotten out of there without you. Uh, he just sort of blushes and looks away down at their plate. Uh, Ale does that thing uh, when you're sitting next to a person and you just sort of like bump into them a little bit. <laughs> you know, like that little shoulder bump thing. Yeah. Uh, he just leans into them. I think we get the first genuine smile out of Silent as they kind of just sigh contentedly. But have they and Lady Death started holding hands again? Oh, Silent did not let go. <laughs> Just beneath the table, I can see that Lady Death is uh, using her non-dominant hand. <laughs> <laughs> not 
trying to talk about it a whole lot. Her face is just kind of a little, little, little flushed. Ale looks a little confused. Uh, <laughs> eating with one hand seems inefficient. Think that she would just laugh and say, uh, trying something new. Well, I guess we keep exploring. Yeah. I think that uh, Lady Death will squeeze Silent's hand and just say, yeah, I think we're going to explore a little more. Aegis is like, yeah, let's go together. And we end on our lovers enjoying a meal together. If you liked what you heard, the best way to let us know is on Twitter at TTRPG Roulette. Or letting us review on your podcatcher of choice. If you do leave us a review, let us know so we can give you a shout out in a future episode. You can also support us financially on Patreon at patreon.com slash ttrpgroulette. There, you can get access to bonus content such as character creation episodes, blooper reels, an art gallery, and much more. Our music was created by Neil Martin, who you can find on Twitter at Bardic Martin. Our logo was created by Lee, who you can find on Twitter at The Law of Names or on his Masks AP Otherwear. We want to give a very special shout out to our patrons, including Landon Cornell, MC of Shadows of St. Fleur, Reed, Dusty, Silva, Vanessa Haas, Zeke, Gnome, and Daniel. Hello and welcome to St. Fleur, where the city is modern, the fantasy is urban, and the faction politics are at an all-time high. Join us in Shadows of St. Fleur as we follow the wizard, Alistair Lockwood. Regret to inform you, I'm not a wizard. I am a master of the arcane arts. The scholar, Jeremiah Roderick Crawford. I'm an earl, you know. You're a baron. Those words carry some weight. The wolf, Victor Margaret. Victor stands on the bridge in the cold. Fuck. The fae who is known only as Silk. Um, do we know if this was a, you know, was a standard mugging? And the vamp, Alex Jero. Quite. Because the first time the door opens, I'm going to push her out. Through their experience in the city. Shadows of St. Fleur is an Urban Shadows actual play podcast with a majority LGBTQ plus cast playing characters finding their way through faction politics, all in pursuit of their own individual goals. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts.